What's up, guys? Welcome to episode uh, 62. Um, last view video got 66 views, so we're on episode 62, getting 66 views here. So if you guys have any friends, you know, share the podcast. Uh, we don't do this for the views, obviously, because otherwise we would have stopped long ago. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, I personally uh, do this because I just like having a record of what happened in my life every week, documented with the boys. So sweet. The somewhat interesting thing that happened to me this week is I was driving down for getting my new tires on my car, and <clears> I was sitting at the stoplight. There's a homeless dude, and I'm like, I haven't ever given a homeless man money, <laughs> and so I gave the man a substantial amount. He's like, "F yeah, dude!" He takes it. He grabs two power rays he had sitting on the side of the road and he starts running <laughs> with the money. I'm like, oh gosh, I just gave this guy enough money to go like overdose or something because he's really excited to get out of here and get by something. <laughs> so I'm hoping it was for food, but he had two power rays. So I'm thinking, or power, what is the drink called? Power. Power aid is a power drink. Power Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit rough. But I felt like God told me to give him money. So, like, I mean, it's kind of that perspective of like you give someone a chance. Like, cause he could use that money to do quite a bit of stuff with, mm-hmm. and how much you, know, you give him? Fifty bucks? I don't want to really say that. Yeah, don't say. Just let it be a secret. Um, you know, I mean, pray about it. Like, you never know. Yeah, God could use it. I wish I had time to follow him to see what he would buy <laughs> with it, but I had to go. So, um, but yeah, it's like God. It's almost like God gives us this crazy amount of grace and opportunity, and some of us just like take it and just run off with it and kind of do whatever we want. Oh, yeah. So. For sure. Maybe the whole point of me doing that was to kind of see that, you know? Yeah. Um, I will actually do, I thought, I forgot about two things. I saw a bunch of bears this week. One was very close to me, but that's just. Did you try to pet it? No, because <laughs> this is what I've learned about bears. When you're behind, like, the window of your car or the window of your house, bears are so cute and cuddly. But when you're in the dark alone with a bear they're ferocious beasts in your eyes <laughs> they're like, not really true no i know they're like they're not actually that bad but like when you're alone in the dark it's that it's just way scary <laughs> about that have you seen my have you seen my dumpster bear video yeah i have <laughs> and he almost swatted you in the face <laughs> i don't know man it should looked... we post that on the instagram so the viewers can see that no <laughs> it looked pretty Jonah's cute and stupidity. cuddly to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, no, dude. So I, I recently heard, like, you know, they're trying to release wolves again in Colorado. Yes. And like these hunters, they can't go to bed anymore. They have to have one person stay watch all night. Because wolves. Because wolves will come and just eat you. That's what I'm talking about. So like they have a dude up all night just making sure the wolves don't come get you because they'll eat anything because you're just another piece of meat to them. That's what I'm talking about, dude. <laughs> Make it wild out there. Again. <laughs> we'll domest- be men again, baby. Let's yeah, go. This domesticated world. Adventure. <laughs> wild and hard. Release more wolves into into town. <laughs> you know, just randomly put them in people's houses. <laughs> really make them fend for themselves. Make the chihuahuas go extinct again. Yeah, that's what we need. Nah, but uh um, you say chihuahua? Chihuahua. Chihuahua, baby. Oh, um, no, that's was a good segue though. Oh, what was the other thing? So well, bears. Yeah. So <laughs> I wonder if the viewers ever think no, they were just bears. high. I wonder. We aren't high. on the spirit. On yeah, on Jesus. So yeah, we are. Oh God! There you go. I can <laughs> what if that's a strain of weed? Jesus. 
I'm sure there's some weed shop somewhere that has named something <laughs> biblical, the, the weed strain after some biblical. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Gomorrah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, two cool things that I discovered this week. Well, first of all, Andrew met Chris Pratt at the park. Dude. So that was cool. Here? Yeah. <laughs> I just watched like two movies with Chris Pratt. I know. Them. I was so That's jealous. So cool. She's like. You're she like, which park? I'm yeah, going there I'm now. Like, <laughs> you hop on my bike. Uh, no, she's just hanging out. You over. still love me, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> um, she, her and her friend were hanging out at Heron Park, and he just strolls up, and her friend was like, I think that guy's a famous guy. And she's like, what? No, he's not. And she's like, it's Chris something. And Andrew's like, oh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, Kyle really likes that guy. <laughs> and so then she's just like chatting it up with him because he has a kid that's Knightley's age. So they're like playing on the park together. Bro, we got to have him on the podcast. Right? And I was like, well, let's get Chris on the podcast. So anyway, I'm going to try to find him. <laughs> so Chris that, Pratt, if you're listening. I had my wife put an air tag in his baby <laughs> stroller. Um, so I know where he lives. Uh, no, so that was fun. She, um, Chris Pratt's a Christian too, I think, right? Yeah. Well, so. Apparently. Yeah, it's, you know, he has said some things about. I think what he said is he believes in God and that God has like an awesome plan for your life. But now whether or not that means he's a Christian is up to you. I just want to give the viewers context. Your favorite podcasters are struggling with a substantial buzzing in our ears. <laughs> it's really annoying. So yeah. if you ever hear me just sigh in annoyance, it's not because Kyle <laughs> is continually rambling, rambling on again and again and again. It's because there's like a little fly in my ear, <laughs> and it's invisible, and I can't swat it. And we spent like 20 minutes trying to figure it out what it yeah. was. It didn't work. So. More like two minutes, but yeah. No, like 20. Okay. And well, then, go ahead. How was, how was the reading this week? Chapter two. What do y'all uh, think? What do y'all? Did you, any, did y'all hear anything spate crazy mm, or? It's wordy. There's a lot of stuff that I like in it. I, I do think Legs. that it kind of like reiterates a little bit. It does, yeah what was said in the first one, because he's kind of setting the stage oh. in this chapter. So the first part was like, where do we come from? Uh, and then Braveheart indeed. The one that I liked the most was a battle to fight. Because uh. um, I'm like, when I think of battle, I'm thinking like, you know, blood flying around, all that kind of stuff. But then I was scrolling through TikTok and I heard some some, some preacher, he was like, so, they made a movie of this, but there's this guy, and um, he worked an everyday normal job, you know, doing taxes for people, whatever it was. And one day, he was taken aside in a side room, and he was given a task by the FBI to be an undercover, you know, spy, essentially. <laughs> and so, this man, he's, he was told to do the same stuff he was had been doing, right, for the past few years. But now... He had a new purpose. Now this job was so much more exciting because of this, like, assignment he'd be given. So <clears throat> he would do all the same things, but he had, like, a new sense of passion in him. And then that just compares with our lives. Like, we do a lot of seemingly very boring, unwarfare-like things every day, but when we realize that there's, like, every day we have a, a mission to be, like, undercover spies, essentially, not... Well, kind of, like, and, like, we have a mission beyond just, like, let's say you work at an ice cream store and just serving ice cream. Like, you have a mission to, like, 
you know, save people essentially. So thanks, Luke. That really inspired. Me. <laughs> yeah, that was like you a inspired a rat gelato shot. scoops <laughs> after uh, <clears throat> August yesterday at work. Are you working today? Well, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, perhaps. Well, if you do, you've been inspired. Now yeah. you have a secret mission. <laughs> yep. That's I. I, th- I like that story. I mean, yeah, it is. It's true that, um, like. That is exactly what it is. Like God makes this calling, or puts this calling on our lives. So it's like the same life we're living, but with a different emphasis. Mm-hmm. Like the job almost doesn't matter anymore. It's what, what other, yeah. what other things happen in that job. I, I love that he mentions like how, <laughs> dude, this buzzing is bad. <laughs> uh, just how he talks about you like throw a man out in the woods. And, like, that just being in nature, like, God's creation should instill you to understand, like, the adventurous heart of God. Yeah. Like, just being out in nature, nature, which is so true. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Me, personally, I love walking around in Walmart. (laughs) Yeah, I know that's a lie. That's Satan's territory. (laughs) Yeah, Satan created the (laughs) sterile... (laughs) <laughs> land straight corners of Walmart. <laughs> uh, no, but it, like when you're out in adventure, like in the wilderness, and then you're all of a sudden like there's some danger involved. Mm-hmm. Usually, the moment you escape from the danger, you're like, "That was awesome!" Yeah, adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, you see like waterfalls and waves, and there's just like an energy to it all that like <clears throat> invokes and inspires like adventure and almost understanding in a way too like it's just like yeah no that's why so many people love i really am addicted to that feeling of like (laughs) danger yeah because like you can do something the safe way but that's the fun in that exactly it's like we were we were canyoning and i could clip into a rope i was like (laughs) i'm just gonna hold on to the rope (laughs) and then i almost died i was like yes (laughs) seriously yeah sick I watched a video the other day of like the humpback whale jumping out of the water like right next to this boat. And like it almost hits the boat. So just huge wave just splashes on top of these people watching this whale. And like they turn around after getting hit by this wave and like all of them just have huge smiles on their faces. Yeah. And I'm like, you were this close to dying. <laughs> and you were so excited. And so it just embodies that. Yeah. Truth. That humpback whale is like a foot over and that tail slaps the boat. Oh, yeah. Just broken neck. That is on my bucket list one day to be like scuba diving or just like snorkeling next to this huge fish. Yes. We should should do that together as a group. That'd be so fun. I want to go diving with whale sharks. Yeah. Because that would be so cool to me. Because then that's like that. That's that feeling too, right? You're so small and there's something so massive there that God created. That was something so cool too. We were in Mexico and we just had this like little canoe. It was a raging storm outside. It wasn't a raging storm, but it was really windy, so the waves were huge. It was just me, Luke, and Dawson, and, like, the water was really shallow because the reef went on for, like, a mile outside, and it was, like, really sharp and stuff. So every time you flip, you'd get cut. I (laughs) I have scars. Like, this one's from that, and then this one, too. Anyway... And the boat would just go away. But and you'd have to, like, run after away. the boat. And then, like, you can't really run, like, swim after the boat because, like, every stroke you make, you're, like, getting cut again. So uh. you, like, have to stay with the boat. 
And then, like, these huge swells would come and the boat would tip. We'd all be like, yeah, and we'd, like, paddle right. You and Dawson were just being battered and, like, just having to hold on to the so much fun, dude. (laughs) And then, yeah, one time the boat flew away, Luke was like, I'm going to go get it, guys. And he goes after the boat, and me and Dawson are just hanging onto this one rock. Yeah, luckily I I had shoes on, so I could run on the rocks. Uh. (laughs) Me and Dawson were barefoot, and the water just kept slamming us in the face. And every time I'd look up, we'd be like, Dawson, Dawson. Where are you? And he's just like underwater. We were just like, it was, it was fun. Isn't there a story oh. in this book <laughs> that John like Eldridge Lee talks about? Like a guy that came up to him is like, one time I was sailing in the Bermuda Triangle yeah. and the storm came and it was, yeah. it, I almost died, but it was, it was the best day of my life. Yeah. That's the the first chapter. Yeah. He talks about that. Yeah. That it's cool. like some, some 60 year old like, yeah. uh, judge, I think. Yeah. In their homemade boat. Yeah. And he's like, it was the greatest time of my life. Yeah. Kyle, do you remember a time where you maybe almost died? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's been so many times where I've almost died. Um, <clears throat> a lot of them are from stupid things. A lot of them are from fun things. I mean, there's been so many times where I've been trying to break my own spree- speed records on my snowboard and <laughs> crashed. Oh, dude. And, you know, you're going 60 miles an hour and you crash and you're like, I'm going to just hit a tree. Like, yeah. if just... And you can't. You don't even know which way is up. You're like a tumbling you're just, like, just flying down the hill with a snowboard. It's probably even scarier because like your feet are tied. Coming off. Oh like yeah. Snap. No, like <laughs> on a ski. Like once your skis pop off, you're kind of just like limp body, like sliding down the ice. But on a snowboard, like you just keep tumbling, like it never stops until you stop. <laughs> but you, it's usually like an explosion of snow, and then you're like, where am I? <laughs> Uh, but I Some still... Some dude on the chair is like, yeah, hell yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, Righteous. <laughs> uh, so there's been multiple times. Or just collectives. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hitting jumps too. Like, I don't know. There's been times, you know, hitting booters on buttermilk where you're flying through the air. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to die. Like, it is that feeling of being in control, but also not. Yeah. That is so addictive. For sure. Where it's like... You feel alive and also, yeah, because you feel alive because there's danger. Dude, I remember we had this go-kart. I don't even know where that thing is anymore. That thing, oh, no, that was dangerous. Like, I have multiple stories on that thing. I sucked at driving. I I remember you almost seeing like a car coming down the road. Oh, yeah. I (laughs) You can't see. If you're in a car, you cannot see a go-kart. They were tiny. Yeah. (laughs) I remember I was driving that thing one time. I was like nine or eight or something. I don't know. I didn't know how to like completely turn it. We didn't have like a like a like a big enough like loop to turn it around. And this thing sucked so bad that if you came to a complete stop, the engine would stall. And the only way to turn it back on was to get out of the go kart and like start the engine again and then get back in it. Except it when running. the engine started, the wheels started turning. <laughs> so it would go forward. And so it was like it was like always in first gear. Yeah. And so like there was only, per, like, room for one person on this go-kart. So, like, once you're going, you can't stop unless you're ready to, like, you know, whatever. So, if, like you, if you stop if you and, like, swap. If you the- stall out, there's, yeah, well, it was s- sketchy swaps. But if you stall out, you have to do this really terrifying maneuver <laughs> where you get in the back of the go-kart. You start it. And then as it's moving, you run up to it. And then you jump in the front seat and continue <laughs> driving without it stalling out again. So the speed bumps were horrible, but uh, we stalled out so many times and neighbors would come out and help us, whatever. One time, I turned the thing around. I was going fast, 
And I didn't, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was doing. And some car is backing out of the driveway. It's a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like a foot off the ground. Not even. Yeah. You can't see me. So I remember just ditching that thing and just, like, hitting a tree. That was a terrifying <laughs> experience. I hated that thing. You never rode the go-kart after that. I don't I think yeah. I did. I was so scared to always drive it myself, and that was one of the first times alone. Yeah. No, those those events can cause trauma. Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional trauma. And hey. that's what I think people are afraid of is the trauma. Yeah. So yeah. they never try and do And that. then one time, I was trying to swap the go-kart with Lewis. Or no, it was Luke. And it was going too fast, and when I jumped out, my foot got ran over. <laughs> and so my toe was bleeding, and then the, the whole nail turned blue, and I lost my toenail. Mm. <laughs> Dude, I you know what? I did it on skateboard one time, except it was my hand. When we were like, um, uh, we were probably in, I don't know, seventh and eighth grade, maybe a little bit younger, like sixth grade. We would luge on skateboards, and I lived on a mountain, so like the hit, the the roads were super steep. And so what we do is we start at my buddy's house and literally just go down these streets on like sitting on the skateboard. And like hauling butt and just come whipping around corners. And we'd have to get like new shoes uh, just all the time because the only way to stop was to plant your heels on the ground as hard as you can. And then it'd just be ripping and burning the rubber off of your shoes because you're, you're going so fast. Um, but one time I was doing that and I was pedaling, I was, you know, like on my skateboard, like getting dude, myself I remember going. Doing that. And then I went to grab my skateboard to start the luge and oh. ran over my hand and just <laughs> middle finger. Nail ripped off. Oh gosh! I was like, ah! <laughs> should we move on to Q and A, or is there anything else you want to <clears throat> speak on in there, the book? There's a lot to speak on. I think. But I think we should do better on notes next chapter. Um, I'll say like, um, <clears throat> do you guys want to hear a squirrel story, like the one that he says in the book? Squirrel story. Squirrel story. Shooting squirrels. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sure. Yeah, when when was the moment that someone gave you like that authority to become like part oh, of the, the squad? Oh, I was just thinking about the time that we shot twenty two squirrels, put them in a bag, and brought them home. <laughs> and <laughs> and get money. BV gun wasn't powerful enough. That was so pretty brutal. Luke would injure it. <laughs> the squirrel was like flailing around, and then I'd take like one of those icebreakers and like <laughs> smash it, it off. Just, <laughs> just decapitate it. <laughs> I don't even know, man. But that was that was brutal. And then we put them all in this bag. The reason was they were when they were going into the bakery and like peeing and eating the food. So we mm. had to eliminate the species. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a dollar Genocide. per chicken. <laughs> oh dang. Twenty twenty two bucks. <laughs> Split it eleven dollars each. Huge payday considering back in the day we would walk this dog. For five dollars a week, not five dollars a walk, not five dollars a day, uh, five dollars a week for both of us. <laughs> we would get a collective two dollars and fifty cents every week. Dude, it's crazy how much we leveled up in the world. Yeah, it's <laughs> insane. And then we'd go to the store and like buy bionicles or something, and months, <laughs> months of work, months of work gone <laughs> for a Lego set. <laughs> Uh, Most of the time they weren't even new. Something <laughs> from like played again, like <laughs> this this thrift <laughs> store. That's yeah. where you got all the cool stuff, though. That's where That's I was true. all chilling. Dude, I used to save up my money and I would get Lego magazines in the mail, and then I would save up my money and I would 
pay my mom and I'd write in an order on this like po- like postcard thing for that comes in the Lego magazine and send in an order for them to send me Legos. Dang. That was the and then like at one point when I was like, I don't know, thirteen or fourteen, I got a bank account and that's when I realized like I can buy stuff online now. <laughs> this is insane. Uh oh. Dude, wasn't there like su- the survival magazine we used to order stuff off of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Love that magazine. We like anything. looked at those magazines like no, 30 we times. Would just, yeah, we would just take the same magazine and just look at it <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> and I don't think we ever bought anything. We were just lusting after those toys in there, bro. <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> if only I could have that little plastic accordion. <laughs> yeah, there was some gnarly stuff in there. Uh, well, before we go to q and I think it's important to point out and see what you guys think about just this idea of, like, we were made in the image of God. And so all of this whole chapter is John Elder just talking about how God, you know, this desire to battle, this desire for adventure, this desire to rescue beauty is from God. Mm-hmm. Like, it's his heart who we reflect. And... He's quoting scripture directly, but talking about, um, like, this, you know, section from Isaiah when he's, when God says, I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in my wrath. Their blood spl- splattered my garments, and I stained all my clothing. Um, that's a pretty brutal picture. Mm-hmm. Like, I trampled down these people so much that my robe is Red. soaked in blood. Like, if you think about that, it's pretty gnarly. Well, it's taking a lot of things in the Old Testament. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, like, that's... <laughs> Wait, where is, isn't that in the new one? That's Isaiah. Yeah. That's oh. Old Testament. So, but it's, you know, it's all in this context of God fighting for justice. righteousness and justice yeah. and his people and, um, and that you know, that ties into how Israel is his his bride that he's um going to rescue and but it's i think it is hard for people to stomach sometimes that this is truly who God is and how God made men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz he tells a story about that lion that's trapped, <laughs> right? It's this like this beautiful strong lion trapped in a cage. We're not there in yet. The zoo. Are you not? No. Is it not chapter 2? No. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. Oh, maybe it was in chapter three. I, just started I think it's chapter three. I, uh, I even marked it. Yeah, it's chapter three. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it talks about that later in the episode. But I wanted to get back to the thing you were talking about, Israel. Because, um, like, I remember I was confused by that. Like, why is Israel only saved? And, like, why is it Israel the chosen people? And, it, like, it's really cool when you realize that, like, we're grafted into Israel in yeah. a sense of, like, we're part of Israel now as well. Um, cause I, I just read Romans nine today. I think it was, let me pull that up again. Cause it, it talked about that actually. Yeah. Anybody can be cause God did come to save Oh, Romans 11, all, all men, all men and women. He's saying that God's blessing was intended for Israel mm-hmm. and we've been grafted in, in Israel's place, but how much more beautiful is it going to be when Israel also is, um, is part of it, you know, mm-hmm. when they come into that and are brought back into their redemption within Christ, then it's like even more beautiful than just us being grafted in. Yeah. You know, it's the wholeness of 
the gospel and the wholeness of the cr- the body of Christ, essentially. Do you think that was God's plan from the beginning for that to eventually happen, or was it changed almost? Like that's always a hard part for me to understand. Like, mm-hmm. does God's plan change because things happen on earth? I, or? I don't think so. I think that was His plan from the beginning. Like He chose the Israelites, but He knew that it, He was going to save all of humanity. Mm-hmm. And that's what's crazy is like we look back at the Bible and all this stuff, and we're like, oh, like, well, did God change because of that? And now we're living in this time where we're like, well, is God going to do this or is God going to do that? And it's like he already sees it. Like he knows what's going to happen and he has a plan and we're just a little piece of it. Mm -hmm. He knows who's going to win the 2060 election. (laughs) Yeah. If there is 2060 election. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus for president. Well, let's hop into some Q&A. Tariq, hey, do you guys... Think you getting Q and A because we only have one. Yeah. yeah, not Qs and As, just Q and A. Uh, do you think that getting a piercing or tattoos is a sin? Mm. Not only do you guys not come up with more questions, they're the same question. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We've answered this question before. Um, no, <laughs> simple answer. No, except maybe piercings, like. No, I'm just kidding. I think I think it falls in the same category as tattoos. Okay, well, so a lot of people get this idea from part of the old covenant, bro. Yeah. So Leviticus 19:28 specifically says, "Ye shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any tattoo or markings upon you. I am the Lord." And so, I mean, this commandment, among many others, which included some silly things that we consider silly, that was meant for the Israelites. Um. I'm pretty sure parts of this is specifically talking about like when they would go to battle and kill someone, they would like mark their bodies with the bodies they'd taken. Well, it's also which a was a pagan practice. Yeah. And so God was like, I don't want you to be part of that. Like trying to essentially, I don't want you to be try be part of the worldly culture around you. I want to, I want you to be set apart and different. And so I think we're still called to that today. Um, but in a sense, it does look different from the old covenant. So, yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Kyle. So, the way that I always look at the Old Testament is, like, do I have to follow that to a T? No, because Jesus fulfilled the law, and so that I'm no longer bound by the law. Um, and with that, like, I have one of my best friends, Brian, got tattoos after, like, while being a Christian. Like, he didn't, it wasn't... You know, you see a lot of people who are covered in tattoos, and they're like, yeah, you know, I got these tattoos before I was a Christian, and then I, like, changed my life. And, like, no, yeah. he has been a Christian for a long time, and then he got tattoos. So um, do I think that it's a sin? Not necessarily. Um, why not? Just because, like I said, like, the the why behind it, like you said, originally in Leviticus was – the the reason they marked their uh, skin and their you know cut themselves and stuff was usually a form of worship to idols mm-hmm. um, or like in in battle um, <clears throat> but it was a pagan all of it was derived from pagan traditions so God was like I'm separating you now obviously in today's society it doesn't have the same effect a background to it doesn't have the same um, implications but at the same time like. I choose not to get tattoos because I want to be set apart. And so... And because you don't put bumper stickers on a Bentley. That's right, baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
and Kyle works out, so he's a Bentley. That's right. <laughs> but that's so, you know, it's a it's a personal decision. I do think that, like for me, I'm gonna do all that I can to set myself apart in today's society. Yeah. And if like to sum it up, even though it had a different implication in Leviticus in that time when God administered the law, it doesn't like even the same stuff like eating pork. There's usually a practical reason of why it's good for you to follow God's law. Yeah. law. Like, you know, same pork thing. Pork is not great for you. Yeah. Pork's not, it's just not good for you. Like, like I still, you know, I eat bacon. I'm not going to lie, but um, it's just one of those things where he set that apart for a reason and so even though it's hard sometimes to see what it is, I'm like, all right, that's easy. That's an easy one for me to follow, I think. Yeah. So, And you can't take two extremes, like become Amish and like not have anything, right? And then... I mean, I kind of want to a little bit. Sometimes. It will be kind of <laughs> cool. But <laughs> like... I we like are, my car. Jesus Sorry, says we are, no we are part of this world, but not of it. Or we're in this world, but not of it. Yeah. So like you can't... If you make yourself look super different, then people can't... We've talked about this, but like relate to you at all. Yeah, and so to be able to have a conversation with someone, you have to relate in some sort of way. Well, and this also, and I, I'm not saying Amish people can't relate with people, but like, <laughs> it's it's a little harder. <laughs> um, so on that, when we were flying back from Switzerland, and this isn't even Amish, there was this family of like Jewish people, and <laughs> not not four. There was literally probably it was a squad, bro. Thirty of them. <laughs> I don't know if it was just a big family, like big mommy and dad, and they had lots of kids, or if it was like multiple generations. But that was a lot. Of, and I, my family, I think got to sit together. I was the one that sat alone, and so of <laughs> course I could sit next to these two like little Jewish kids. Um, I don't, I didn't, I didn't even speak to them the whole flight because I was just so taken aback by their like their culture. It was like it wasn't scary, but it was just strange to see because they had like, you know, they don't shave the like the sides of their head, so their they had like curls. their their they had little curls and they had like the whole thing. And the first thing this like 14-year-old boy does when he sits down next to me is he turns on he turns off his TV, like his screen. And then like the mandatory safety flight video comes up and he's just like Tapping it like panicked, he's just like he wants it off. I was like, "Damn!" And like the entire flight, he was like reading the Torah. And then after that, when he was done, I guess he got to enjoy some like leisure time, and he got a little magazine. And they read it from left to right, or, or from right to left. Really? So yeah, like the front of the magazine was like the back of the magazine. To me. <laughs> I was like, "Why is this kid reading it upside down?" It was it was really it was really strange, and I'm like I'm not saying it's a, like a bad thing at all. I, I just found it really interesting. It's kind of inspiring in a sense. Yeah, it was just like uh, wow, like, these people not. do not care whatsoever. They walk around with their their hair, and and their their hats, and they have the yarmulkes under their yeah. big under their big you know stovepipe hats or whatever. It was it was it was really interesting to see. Crazy, but I didn't even know what language they spoke. It's probably Hebrew. I mean, if he's reading right to left, it's probably Hebrew. He was reading Hebrew, and he was like fourteen. That's pretty legit. Pretty but cool. so they're 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 trying to live by the law, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so they're probably getting pretty dang close to it, but they're sure not perfect. Yeah, I mean, that so. kid 
sounded perfect in Jonah's <laughs> description, but it, you're right. Like, yeah. Not perfect. I'm sure he pushed his little brother over or something after he got off the play or something. <laughs> yeah. And that one sin was enough to damn him to hell. That's right. That was very on that intense. cheerful <laughs> note. On that cheerful <laughs> note, guys, thank you so much Thanks. for listening. Shout out to the sixty-six of you, probably now forty-six of you that still listen to this. Um, Chris Pratt, if you hear this, <laughs> <laughs> one of our listeners. Uh, we'll Bye. see you at Heron Park <laughs> this week, and we'll get you on the podcast. Yeah, guys, stay tuned. We may have Chris Pratt on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Knows. With that, you never know. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Ask more questions. Yes, more questions. Read the book ahead of us. Ask us more questions on that. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. already getting up. You know, I'm just going to keep talking. I do. I'm not listening. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine. Once I tried to run, I tried to run and hide. But Jesus came.